big sale, big savings at oldtimeradiodvd.com. All of our collections, the prices have been slashed. Pricing will be good until January the 1st, 2018, so don't wait. Buy today and enjoy for a lifetime at oldtimeradiodvd.com. You'll be glad you did. Not bad. Four through the heart, two through the shoulder. Now, you better go up and see how now. I'll phone this result through to him in the meantime. What's this all about, anyway? Mr. Bridges, I don't know. I just work for the FBI. They don't let me in what's going on. Me, I'm just a small arms instructor, that's all. Now, the big boss will tell you what it's all about. Oh, well. Thanks, and goodbye. Bye. Good luck, Johnny. I think you're going to need it. Goodya presents The Sounds of Darkness Rubber Company, makers of passenger, truck, and tractor tires for every requirement in South Africa's farming, commerce, and industry, bring you Lee Masters, the blind detective who challenges the sounds of darkness. of darkness, you will hear Tony Jay as Lee Masters, James White as Johnny Bridges, and Elaine Lee as Samantha Darlington. Others in the cast are Erica Rogers, Eric Egan, Bruce Anderson, George Corellin, and Hugh Rouse. Now, let's join the world of Lee Masters in tonight's Sounds of Darkness, Traitors, beware. Sure, Mr. Harris, I've heard of Lee Masters. Who hasn't? The guy's a legend. That's right. I want you to work with him, Johnny. Work with him? Look, I know the guy was one of the greatest agents the FBI ever had, but he's... That's right. He's blind. You're going to be his eyes. Mr. Bridges. I'm Samantha Darlington. That's some name. They call you Darling for short? No, they call me Sam. I'm Lee Masters' secretary. Are you on the team? I don't know. He didn't say much. What do you know about him? I know he was an agent for nearly 30 years. Then he got blinded in a gunfight. Wounded in the head or something. He retired. Now, three years later, all of a sudden he's back. What for? What 
can a blind man do? With or without his sight, Lee Masters is a great detective. Probably the greatest. In a way, he's like you, a rebel. He hates crime, though. He persuaded the chief that Bureau still needed him. And he needs to work. Oh, not for money, I don't mean. To him, the Bureau is his life. The one thing he hasn't got, the only thing, is his sight. That's why he needs you. Not just any guy. You. He's picked somebody that should compliment him. Together, you should be an unbeatable team. That sounds crazy. A blind detective. I never forget a thing, Johnny. Not a thing. I know everything about every crook who ever got booked. I guess you call it a photographic memory. But it's more than a complete dossier. Sounds. This is a world that the average man is only half aware of. When a man can see, he gets lazy to use his nose, his ears, his sense of touch. And you learn all the time. You don't have to see somebody to know they're unhappy. Listen to the way they walk. The way they breathe. Well, what do you say? Are you in? I'm in. Well, uh, he'll do for me. The $64 question seems to be, will I do for him? But do you think he's worth a try? Sure. All right. Anyway, sit down. First assignment. Remember Max Lehman? Max Lehman. Spent two years in Belsen concentration camp under the Nazis. And came to the States almost straight after the war. Brilliant physicist. After intensive security clearance, worked with our team on nuclear research. Charged with treason, 1954. Acquitted and discharged as innocent. But the public weren't convinced. Disgraced. Dropped right out of the public eye. Uh, that's all I know. That's about all there is to know. Except that two days ago, his body was found at the side of the road, about three miles along the main highway heading west out of New York. He'd been beheaded. Very professional job. Sort of like uh, an official execution, huh? <laughs> exactly. That's not all, though. Somebody had carved a nice little message on his chest with a knife. Hmm. Nice boys. What did it say? It said, Traitors, beware. Oh, short and sweet. Where's the body now? It's in the police morgue, New York. Johnny and I will go and have a look at it. But, uh... What's so important about this layman guy, anyway? We kept tabs on him after the trial. He left the States and spent a couple of years in Russia. Came back here in 57. We were positive, of course, that now he really was going to work as an agent for the other side. He didn't take a deep breath without us knowing about it. But he did nothing wrong. Went from job to job. When he was killed, he was a medical representative. Harry Fisk was in charge of the whole thing. I want to know what Lehman was doing, why he was labeled traitor, and by whom. And I want to know what's happened to Harry Fisk. 
sorry. I didn't know you were busy. Well, by all that's holy, Lee Masters. <laughs> Lieutenant James. <laughs> Must be seven years. How are you, Jimmy? Still on narcotics squad? Yep. Oh, but it's his captain now. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> well, how's things? Oh, busy, too busy. Fast as we pull in one dope predator, another one takes his place. Yeah, yeah. Nationwide ring somewhere. Anyway, that's my problem. You probably got your own. Uh, how long are you going to be, Mr. Harris? Oh, I'm finished, Jimmy. So long, Mr. Harris. So long. So long, Jimmy. So long, Lee. See you around. <laughs> I suppose you get used to seeing more than bodies like that. Well, uh, I didn't see it. But we learned quite a bit down there. You did? Sure. Now, Lehman's body hasn't been cleaned up at all. That's just the way it was found. I felt the head. And I felt that carving, traitors beware, on his chest. You saw them both, Johnny. Uh, did you get anything? Only what I told you. The instruments used must have nothing else. Just what you told me while we were down in the morgue. Yeah, that's all. Well, what else was there? First of all, the carving was done while the guy was still alive. And secondly, when the head was severed from the body, the guy was already dead. I had a word with Doc Carter, the pathologist at the Central Precinct, and he agrees with me. He's also going to do an autopsy to determine what the cause of death was. And how did you work that out? By the blood, Johnny boy. The blood on the head and neck. Now, wait a minute. There wasn't any blood. That's right. The heart must have stopped pumping quite some time before the beheading took place. Yeah, I see. Uh, hey, but wait a minute. You said he was alive when the carving was done on his chest? That's right. There was no blood there either. No, there wasn't. But there had been. It had been cleaned off. Probably to make reading the message easier. I'm sorry, that's going too far, Lee. I... I don't see how you could know that. That's why I asked the old guy in the morgue if they used any chemicals down there to preserve the bodies. You see, I smelt ether. And it was strongest around the chest. The carver had used ether to clean off the blood. So maybe they used the same trick and cleaned the head and neck. No. There was no smell there. I checked. Oh, I'll be... that, that tells us something else, too. Ether isn't something you find in every home, you know. You'd think the guy would have used soap and water. Now this, coupled with one or two other things, makes it more than likely that the killer was a medical man of sorts and that surgical instruments were handy. Like a scalpel, you mean? Good boy. Uh, now I think I'd like to have a word with the late Mr. Lehman's daughter, the one who made the identification. Did you get her address? Yeah, I got it. It's here somewhere. Say, that's funny. What? Her name is Elsa Lehman, and she lives in. Dr. Elsa Lehman, and she works at the Northside Hospital as an intern. I didn't notice any car. Yeah, he's been on our tail for the last ten minutes. Could be coincidence. Anybody in their right senses wouldn't use a car like that for tailing. 
loud exhaust, souped-up eight-cylinder engine. Probably a foreign make from the way it sounds. That's right, it is. How did you know? No two makes of the car sound exactly the same. When you get down to it, there's even a slight difference between two cars of the same model and year. Anyway, pull over and stop. See what he does. Okay. Well, he's going past, isn't he? Me in 1957, just after he arrived back here. When he first told me who was speaking, I almost cried with happiness. And you never saw or heard of him from then until you identified his body? Not a word. Uh, I'm sure this is painful for you, Doctor, but uh, you appear to have an excellent memory. Can you recall anything about that telephone conversation that seemed strange at the time? I don't think so. Did you... Did you recognize his voice straight away? Well, no, I, I didn't come to think of it. But it was over the telephone. I mean, it was long distance. Oh, sure. But all the same, it's rather strange. If you don't mind, Mr. Masters, I must get back to work. One last question. Who was the bald-headed fellow you were sitting in a car with about 45 minutes ago? You parked in 45th Street. I'm afraid you're mistaken, Mr. Masters. I haven't left the hospital since 6 o'clock this morning. And there must be at least two dozen doctors and nurses who can verify that. You are listening to Traitors Beware. Tonight's Sons of Darkness brought to you by Goodyear, the greatest name in rubber. progress with this layman case, Lee? Mm -hmm. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, tell me, is uh, Harry Fisk married? No, I don't think so, Lee. Well, can you find out for me, please? Sure. Look, I'll be in my office. Let me know when you've checked, will you?
doctor's office. Oh, yeah, Mr. Harris. Yeah, I'll tell him. Thanks. Bye. About Harry Fisk? Yeah, Chief. Harry Fisk is 34 years old, not married. Have you checked on that car registration number for us? Uh-huh. Here you are. Registered owner-driven Martin Schrecker. I've got the address here. Good. You sure that was the number of that car, the, the one with Elsa Lehman and the bald guy in it? Positively. And you're sure that the girl was Dr. Lehman? Absolutely. Okay, let's get around there. Right, I'll pick you up outside. All right, Sam. I want you to check on Mr. Schrecker for us. Right. Get on to immigration. Find out when he came into the States, where he came from, anything you can pick up. Meantime, we're going to give Layman's flat a thorough going over. Wait a minute. Here's something. Maybe some kind of appointment list. Monday, 18th J-U-S-2-K. Thursday, 4-A-U-S-50-K. Tuesday, 6-S-E-S-10-K. Sunday, 9-O-C-S-5-K. Is that the lot? Yes, yeah, so. A little bit. Up top here it says 101-14-1145. That's everything. Doesn't make any sense, does it? Maybe not. Yeah. Give me a description of the room again. Okay, here we go. Cane table and four cane chairs. Radiogram, French windows to the balcony. Hold it. Has he got any records for that phonograph? Didn't notice. Uh, hang on, I'll check. One oh one one four one one four five. Oh, classical. Brian played old Mozart. Hey, wait a minute. Here's one. Tomorrow is a yesterday to come. A sunny day with sunny day. Who's sunny day? Top of the pot. Bring that one with you. Let's get back to the office. Martin, I'm not happy about this Lee Masters man. I smell trouble. Ah, please, Elsa, what can he do? He's old, he's blind. And he's dangerous. Where does he live? I could find out. Without that young man, he's powerless. Who can be more helpless than a blind man alone? Even you should be able to handle that, Martin. See to it tonight. I know you think Lee Masters is some kind of Superman, but just what he thinks we're going to find out here, I just can't guess. What time are you supposed to phone me? 1130. Yeah, phone me something now. Oh, phone's over there. I'll order us another drink while you're away. Don't you talk to me. I have a hunch this thing is going to break tonight.
Take the dream. And just as you say, it's your party. Now, you better answer it. Be careful what you say. This gun could make an awful mess. <laughs> Lee Masters here. It's just came to a girl for Lehman. How about that? Uh-huh. What, what do I do? Yeah, okay. Look, what is this? What do I do? Yeah, I understand. I'll call you back. What is this? Are you in trouble? Maybe. Should I come over there and leave Sam to watch these two? Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Who was that? My, uh, my boyfriend. He always rings me this time of night. Wise guy. You're too smart to live, Masters. Yeah. One thing I don't know, Shrekker. Where did you first meet Layman? Was it in Belsom? As a matter of fact, it was. He was a traitor even then. He's just squeal to the Nazis for extra privileges. So it was you that carved him up, eh, Dr. Shrekker? That was one piece I couldn't figure. Yes, it was. How did you get on to us? Oh, I knew Lehman wasn't for real way back. When I first heard that his daughter didn't recognize his voice, as a matter of fact. That kind of switch is the oldest trick in the business. Rub out a guy and then send an agent in his place. He'd obviously been sent over here with instructions from the big guys to wait until the heat was off before he started operating. But Harris didn't take the heat off. Harry Fisk had been watching Lehman for nine years. In the meantime, Lehman... What was his real name, by the way? Gaber. Max Gaber. Uh, anyway, Gaber, Lehman, set himself up as a medical representative. A clever cover. But he didn't reckon on the long finger of coincidence. The coincidence that brought him up against the lady who was supposed to be his daughter. Dr. Elsa Lehman. Otherwise, joint head with yourself of a nationwide dope peddling ring. One that's been worrying my friend, Captain James, for some time. By the way, Shrekker, why aren't you at the get-together? And you know about that. You're bluffing, Masters. Really? A little nightclub down in the basement of 101 14th Street? That's a front, of course. No doubt in the best traditions you have a little room tucked away in the back. There's only one little unknown quantity. Harry Fisk. And I only hope for his sake that he's playing this straight. If there's one thing I can't stand, it's a crooked FBI agent. I can't see a thing. Hang on a minute. That's better. What happened? Did I get Shrekker in the shoulder? Yeah, you did. It looks like you shattered the clavicle. Well, what's been happening here? He's not the first gunman I've ever entertained, Johnny. I had an idea they'd come for me. That's why I arranged for the fixture to be played on my home ground. See this switch under the desk here? In the dark, I'm the boss. I keep a .22 down here in the bottom drawer. With the lights out, Shrekker was blind, you see. That put me one up. His shots gave away his position. I aimed for his shoulder. 
And I thought I was coming to rescue you. Uh, everybody underestimates me. Something for you to remember, Johnny. All cats are the same color in the dark. party complete. Are you happy? Well, you can say that again. That's the mob that's been worrying me for some time. How did you get on to him, Lee? It was quite easy. Once we searched Layman's apartment, Johnny and I found that piece of paper. There were a lot of dates and numbers like 50K. I figured that for 50,000. Money Layman was being paid, you see. And then right at the top of the paper was written 10114 one one four five. Oh, that was easy. One oh one Fourteenth Street at eleven forty five PM. That's when you broke up the little party, Jimmy. Uh, I hate explanations. Just listen to this record. Another thing I found in Layman's apartment. It's a conversation between him, or should I say Gaber, and the two heads of the ring, Elsa Layman and Martin Schrecker. Okay, Johnny, put it on. So you're the one that's supposed to be my father. Never mind that. It's Doc Muddy. What makes you think you'll be here, sir? I know you two are running a dope ring, using this hospital as a front. <laughs> I'm ashamed of you, daughter, dear. What do you want? A cut, of course. That's all we need. Switch it off, Johnny. Well, that wraps it up, I think. There's your proof, Jimmy, if you need it. I don't. They confess. And layman probably died in Russia ten years ago. The body we found was one Max Gaber. He was an agent biding his time till the heat was off before he started operating. As things worked out, he never did get started. What about Harry Fisk? Oh, he's clean. After all, there's no law against an FBI agent falling in love. It's his own problem if he falls in love with a crook.